behind home plate. We bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly starring host, Matt Sroka. And as always, I'm joined by a guy who spends his weeknights sneaking into other people's closets because he misses the feel of a closet, the button lover, Josh Sroka. I got... I got too many closets. More closets than I know what to do with right now. Yeah, right now time. you are not in a closet. No, I'm not in a closet. I am ba- I am in an office. We took last week off. Got a bunch of grief for it. I don't know if we've... We took one week off before this, and it was when uh, Buck Showalter made us cry. Yeah. So we took a week off then, and then we took our second week off this past week because uh, you were on vacation, and I was moving, so it just made a lot of sense just to take time off and deal with that. Yeah, the haters can stick it. We've been doing a freaking sports podcast for the past however many months without sports, all right? So stick it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what is baseball? Um, yeah, but part of that was because I knew I was moving out of the closet and into an office. And I knew when I came over here during the construction process, this room is a virtually a square hmm. with uh, glass doors and a tile floor and uh, four windows around. So mm-hmm. I knew this room was going to be nice and echoey and reverby. Uh, I've been working on it. It's gotten a lot better. I'm sure you can hear it a little bit in my voice today. But uh, it's cool. It's like a grown-up office. It's the first thing when you come to my house. It's the first thing you see when you walk in the door. So I have to keep it nice and neat and professional looking. And it's uh, Oh, so does that good. mean no bobbleheads? That means you have to tone down the Oriole stuff? It means the bobbleheads are all no. That means the bobbleheads <laughs> are all uh, displayed classy. Mm, you dust you know, them. It's very rare. My statues have some dust on them. I need to dust my statues. Mandy did say that she would have to dust my bobbleheads more. Mm. You know, I spent so over the weekend pulling the bobbleheads out. Right now, the only room that's complete in the house is my office, and that's because I need it to work. Right. So other rooms we can function, but in order to work, I needed to get this room done. Uh, so um, once it's done, I'll do a little tour of it for for you, and I guess if listeners care, I'll do a little tour of my yeah, house. Yeah, do 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 a little cribs really edition, cool. another yeah, cribs we'll edition, do a little cribs. Yeah, because it's I feel very uh, very blessed and special that I that we get, got to build this house and all. It's really nice. It's the nicest like thing I've ever owned. And yeah. nicest, definitely the nicest house I've ever lived well, in. I think so. the bank owns it more than you own it. But yeah, that's For cool. Now, Congratulations. My, na- my name is still on it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if I don't make payments, I'm the one that gets screwed, not the bank. Yeah. So I am going to call this my home. So I'm very excited about it. Um, but yeah, Mandy did say she'd have to dust the bobbleheads. And, I, and then I, as I spent the weekend kind of unboxing the bobbleheads and displaying them because they've been in storage for a year. Yeah. Anything and surprise I, you when you're pulling yeah. stuff out? Yeah, I have one bobblehead of a player who will play on the Orioles this year. Uh, and that's it. And I don't um, think that's 
I don't think that's Chris as Davis, much of, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's crushed. I don't think that's as much of a realization for me about my bobblehead collection, but more of a realization of the state of the Orioles right now. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know who else you you could possibly has there been any other even bobblehead giveaways for anybody else? Uh, I, I have a Trey Mancini, but of course, <laughs> right. that won't be this year. Has there um, been a John Means bobblehead? No. I imagine, I don't think so. I don't know. What I was going to do was go online because I know like Bowie and Frederick and stuff, they do some nice bobbleheads of the younger players. Yeah, right now, if you go to NorfolkTides.com and spend 75 bucks, you can get a Ryan Mountcastle bobblehead thrown in there. Exactly. See, uh, the problem is... Ryan Mountcastle is not part of the 44, and we got to talk about that. He is now, actually. All right. Well, late addition doesn't. It's basically he's what this part, year is going to mean. He's now part of the He's part of the 46 now. Okay. Well, let's just say. All right. We'll get to that. Does Ryan Mountcastle getting the late invite have anything to do with some players suddenly missing practice? Mm, get right into it. So it's weird, right? I mean, we we don't need to that, jump into it yet. We can if you want to save it. No, no, we we gotta we got a lot we got a lot of thoughts to we get to. We missed last week, so we didn't get to do a show about the forty-four man release. Yeah, so let's talk so about I that. Made, so I made sure Matt to do a special like five-minute podcast where I read all the names oh, because really? I know that what you would want from me is the pronunciations of all the names. Oh, so I took care. Yeah, of there's some good you. pictures on here. Yeah, there's yeah, some. So did you look at that forty-man and like like Two? there was a few guys. <laughs> yes. That I'm like, like you made it to the final 44 players of, of, of for the Orioles, and I literally have never heard of you before, and I'm a diehard thought. fan. I had the same thought where I read that, and I'm like, wait, and it was like it wasn't like normally that's like one or two players. It was like five. There were like five play, pitchers that I was like, oh, and they were all pitchers. Orioles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I have to go back and listen to you say uh, Rob Strasinski. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I got it wrong. Uh, those original 44, the big thing that stood out to me, though, was that there were only uh, four outfielders. And yes. I was like, what happens if someone gets the coronavirus? Or two of them. <laughs> or two of them. So I guess we now know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> that was fast. Yeah. So it is. it was weird. Um, but they addressed that recently as when they brought up Ryan Mancastle just today. They also brought up Mason Williams, um, who's right. an outfielder. And there's are, there, there are some infielders – who also played outfield, yes. like Stevie Wilkerson. And I think they also had um, Andrew Velasquez out there playing outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stevie, Stevie's the new uh, star right fielder for Major League Baseball. You see that going around this week? Oh, the highlight of his The catch. highlight reel of getting, get, get you excited for baseball coming back, and that's the highlight that they chose as an outfielder. Yeah, is that, is, is, yeah that, between that and um, – when they put out the schedules for opening the opening games, and they yeah. put one player from each team, and, yeah. and our guy was Chris Davis. Yeah. Uh, Who else okay. would it be? It had to be Chris Davis. Yeah, it like, could have been John Means. I would have put right, a vote right, for John you're right. Means. You're right. John Means would have been a good one for there. But hey, I hear Chris. We're all, we're all over the place. You can tell yeah. we haven't done a podcast in two weeks. Yeah. Because uh, I'm ready to jump to Chris Davis hitting balls off Utah Street. I also have a so. segment I want to get to called Strawberry Coconut. Because I feel like we haven't talked about strawberries and coconuts very often recently. Yeah. And right now, I feel like in in the culture, there's so many things that I don't know if it's a strawberry or coconut thing. So I got to get your opinion on that later. But see, I don't think – see, I think you're trying to set me up with the uh, – 
giving my opinion because I feel like more like you don't want to land on the wrong side of a strawberry or coconut decision. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah, you're don't, worried don't about being canceled. Section 336. Yeah, for calling something a strawberry. <laughs> right, but, like, right. we're not calling them snowflakes, so maybe they won't understand the strawberry reference. That's true. Um, but, but, yeah, let's um, – we can start with the two missing outfielders, uh, Anthony Santander and uh, Dwight Smith Jr. Right. Have gone missing, but we do not know why. Is that correct? So, Major League Baseball's – this is all – I think this is Mike Trout's fault. I, I believe it was Mike Trout that made this statement. Uh, was it Mike Trout that caught it that a baseball player uh, a few weeks ago had got diagnosed positive for COVID? And I think – I thought it was Mike Trout that tweeted something about what about uh, HIPAA laws or this has to be a, a violation. That sounds more like Sean Doolittle than it does Mike Trout, but I don't know. All right, maybe it wasn't. It was someone who said this, and I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball freaked out by that because I think that as far as HIPAA laws, I, I think uh, we've all dealt with the fact that if you get COVID, the world's going to find out. Yeah. I think we're used to that now. But I think Major League Baseball are freaking out, so they are being very clever, careful to say, that if you miss practice, it doesn't mean that person has the coronavirus. It could mean that they were at McDonald's and someone in McDonald's had the coronavirus. Right. Or this or that. If you're right. anywhere near it. Yeah, it could be part of contact tracing, sure. Right, right. So and, it could be that's what's going on with these guys. And Mike Elias has gone out of his way to say he's not going to announce it because you also have some issues with false positives. Right. Which is apparently this is a huge deal. I mean, I was reading Joey Gallo. Had had one, it was negative. A second was positive. A third was negative. Like, what do you do with that? And so, um, yeah. I think the testing is not completely reliable. So, someone uh, like Dwight Smith could test positive, and the next four tests could be negative, right? And it was just a false positive. So did that's I tell also you? A thing. Did I tell you that I got tested? Yeah, did yeah, but I, I never heard. Okay. I never heard the results. So I assume it was <laughs> it was negative. Were, yeah, and by negative, I mean it was a positive test because you were in the negative. Yes. In a positive way. Right, right. Exactly, yeah. No, my wife and I were negative. And then yesterday, we had to go get Camden tested because she had a little fever. And the doctor wanted her tested, and she also came out negative. Okay. So uh, down here in the epicenter of the coronavirus, yes, we're all negative. Okay. Don't leave your house. Are you surprised, Josh? I am... I'm a little surprised that so many players have tested positive already. No, no, I'm not. It's not so many players. It's like one percent. It's like one and a half percent. Yeah. Well, when the when the state when they for the entire country, it's like a five percent positive rate. If you're getting tested, you have a five percent chance of being positive. Then having one percent or whatever that is, five percent of the people who get tested for the country are positive. Then if Major League Baseball is under that five percent, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. And in Maryland, it's four percent, but but in Florida, I think it's nine percent. Yeah, in so Miami, it's ninety percent. Yeah, but, in Miami, you just look out your window. <laughs> but I, but I guess the reason it surprised me is I assume those people who get it are people who are like working in grocery stores. Like people are still going to right. work every day. People are exposed to it. Where if you are a millionaire baseball player, like I assume you have the means to not. Go out and be around a bunch of people all the time. Yeah, of course you have the means, but nobody wants to sit at home. Everyone's getting cabin fever. Everyone's. But when you're a baseball player, you know the season's coming. Right. 
But that doesn't mean that your wife's not going out, that your kid's friends aren't Where's around. Where's your wife going? That, you're, that your maid, you're not going to cancel your maid. You need her to still come and, That's true. and you do, clean actually. your room. That's true. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have interactions. And I think it's more, I'd, I want to know how many of these guys were surprised that they were positive. You know, mm-hmm. like, because there's a difference between Freddie Freeman, who is sick and has it, Versus people who are just like, oh, I have it. I didn't even realize it. I don't have any symptoms, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and well, the thing is, Josh, at this point, because there's been also issues with testing, right? Like the athletics, yeah, totally. the angels getting testing back. They had to hold off the practice. Na- na- nationals held up yeah. practice. Yeah. yeah. Seems like the Orioles are going above and beyond, which is surprising because – uh, normally they're known for not investing a whole lot of money in extra stuff. Well, this is a different different regime here. Um, yeah. At sure. this point, Josh, from when they announced that the season would start to right now, are you more or less confident that the season will actually happen? Oh, good question. I think I am. Hmm. I think I am more confident. Right, the, so the, the testing the, issues the don't testing concern issues, you? don't concern me because it'll all be straightened out i don't understand there's there's lots of things i don't understand like why major league baseball is testing people and then sending all of the results to like you all the samples to utah or something mm-hmm. to be yeah, tested utah. in one lab i don't understand that because i saw we, we all saw months ago the president pull out a little box that was a, like it looked like the, a microwave or a toaster that in 15 minutes told you whether you were positive or negative. I took or my wife took Camden to a pediatrics doctor yesterday, did the test and had results in 15 minutes. Why oh, are we really? sending them to Utah when we could have these boxes at every we're only talking 30 baseball teams. Yeah. So wouldn't it be more efficient if you just hired one lab technician and this box per baseball team? Yeah, to kind of live at the stadium and take care of this. It's yeah. weird. It is weird. But the testing doesn't scare me. The one and a half percent doesn't scare me. I think that's normal. Uh, the stars of the game pulling back is what, if anything, scares me. And yeah. um, that's a different discussion, I think. Yeah. And, and I wonder, like Freddie Freeman's been sick. And I think 99% of the guys will be fine, right? But does it just take one or two guys ending up in the hospital for everyone to say, hold up, let's, let's stop this, um, which is it another does, kind yes. of concern. Totally. Uh, but, but I'm with you, Josh. I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, with this testing nightmare, it's showing that, um, that, base, that baseball season will never work out. I'm like, no, like this is they're the first – American sports, right. you know, or to do this, they're working out all the kinks. The NFL is watching MLB, the, the NBA is watching them to see what they do wrong, so they'll do it better. But mm-hmm. you're going to have hiccups. This is part of why you have spring training to work all these hiccups out. So when you get in the, re- the, re- the regular season, you don't have all these hiccups, right? Because you don't want to have a seven o'clock game. All of a sudden, we don't want the test results back, so we have to cancel a game. Like you don't want to get to that point, right? Nobody cares more about the Major League Baseball season working out than the NFL owners. Right. Because they are watching every moment of this to make sure that when they present it, it's a better, it, it comes across better and it works. Yeah, but Josh, don't you wonder, and I know the Ravens just released their, their seeding. I mean, baseball, the more I think about it, it's just, it's so perfect for social distancing. Like, in, in, in the, when you're in the field, you're apart. You're, it's all outside. 
there's not very little like direct contact with other players. The only deal is in the clubhouse and the bench, and then you just got to kind of stay away from people in the clubhouse and wear a mask when you're in the locker room. And so it seems like everything sets up for baseball to be successful. And so if baseball can't work, how is oh, NBA all, or football going to work? It's not. No, they're not. And NBA is trying to do the bubble boy thing, and that's got that's, its own question. Yeah, I think that's, that's – I think that sounds like a easy way for one person to get sick and then the entire NBA yeah. shut down. Yeah, you're telling me no one – I mean, you have drivers, you have just so many people, and right. no one's going to leave the bubble and get exposed, and then all of a yeah. sudden the bubble <laughs> becomes – it's, like, it's not like NBA players have a great reputation – of just sitting at home and watching TV all day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so it, I, I don't know, but baseball has to be the first sport. Yeah. It's got to be the first team sport because you're exactly right. It's the one that when you're playing the game, social distancing works out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not sweating on top of each other. You're not in each other's face. You're not touching the other team. It's This is the one that, that if, if a sports are coming back, it's this. Um, it's during the summer months when, you know, it's conducive to being played outside. Right, right, right. It's just, it's a, yeah. So, I don't know. And, again, we still got this problem of the news, so you don't really know what to believe and what the truth is. So, you kind of got to just hope for baseball to work out. I, the thing that makes me uncomfortable about baseball is the poor – the poor um, – the poor – handling of the discussions before to agree to a season and the players union and owners kind of hatred of each other right now mm-hmm. because it means if they want if players want to they could easily shut down this season mm-hmm. now i think you're seeing guys like nick markakis uh zimmerman uh david price announced that they're not playing this year joe those ross are, another guy yeah. yeah well those are big names that have made millions upon millions in this sport. Yeah. They can afford to step away. I think I was looking at the Orioles roster. I don't think there's anyone on the Orioles roster that has the opportunity to opt out because everyone on this Orioles roster has something to prove. No one on this team has a guaranteed contract for next year. I, I mean, mean my, Chris but, Davis does, but, but again, Chris Davis has a lot to prove. Does he? He he does because he still has to prove that he can. He wants to prove that he's not a loser that strikes out at uh, looking at that ball or strike three every time. So Chris Davis even has something to prove this year. Okay. So I I think the Orioles. We don't need to worry about this opt out call. Opting out. Um, the NFL just announced that they're going to allow players to opt out. I think the Ravens could have some issues there, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. It makes sense. I mean, if I was a major league player, I have a hard time envisioning me choosing not to play baseball. But at the same time, if you've been around for a while, you've made millions of dollars. It's a shortened season. Um, oh, if there's, I totally get it. Like, like, yeah, if, like I don't know. Um, I, 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 I don't hold it against them. I think it's. I, I, mean, I wouldn't do it, them. but I don't hold it against them. I don't hold it against them, but it's also you've got to acknowledge that as much as you're opting out because you're afraid of the virus, you're also opting out because you are one of the few 
that have are financially able to opt out. Sure. Because there's lots of people who would opt out of going to the grocery store and working or going yeah, and of, of, of teaching. I got the, the, the semester going up, right. and, I, and, and if I have to go back to school again, I, got, I would love to opt out, right? Because it's right. going to be insane, but I can't. Right. I, no, I would to love pay. to opt out. I haven't had a day off through this whole thing. Yeah. Work is normal. We've yeah. got to go to work. People got to make money. And that's how it goes. Um, so I think there's that twofold where I can't. I don't have a problem with you, with you opting out, but you have to also acknowledge that you are a special, in a special one percent or half a percent of people who can choose yeah. to not work for a year. Yeah, and be financially not hurt by it at all. Right, because right. um, we all have the freedom to opt out. Yeah, we can all leave our jobs if we want. We can opt out of our lives at any point and just stay right. at home and play exactly. video games. Well, opt out of our lives sounds a little. That that's a little dark, but okay. Well, yeah, I didn't mean I didn't mean to go there with it. I meant just opt out of our <laughs> right. daily activities. Right. Yeah. Meanly, meanwhile, you're yeah, right. You're bringing up Epstein. I'm not going there. <laughs> so, uh, so other sorry. So so we're confident that the season's going to happen and and come to a, its conclusion. Yeah. Are you pretty so. confident in that? Uh, yeah. Coming from the epicenter. I can tell you that as bad as as bad as they say the epicenter is on the news, when you're out and about, it's not as bad as they want you to believe it is. So I can trust. I heard I was listening to another baseball po- Orioles podcast where they were going walking through the Orioles schedule, and they were very concerned that the Orioles had like a week in Florida between Tampa and Miami, and mm. they're like, forget about whether you'll win or lose those games. There, that's where the COVID's high and the Orioles have a high chance of getting it. You don't ha- I don't think you have a higher chance of getting it from traveling to Florida to play a game and then go back. Yeah. Baseball's going to handle that stuff. They're going to clean your hotel rooms. Yeah. They're going to take care of things. You're, you're going to wear a mask because right. you're not an idiot. Right. Yeah. Chris Davis is not going to be out on the beach yeah. with all the, down in Miami with all the crazy people who don't care. Yeah. So, so that, none of that scares me. But but you're right. But that gets to a larger point, Josh. And and you say they are making a bigger deal out of it. I don't know who the they is. But I mean, you had guys like Joe West coming out saying yes. he doesn't think a lot of the deaths are really coronavirus well, deaths. And that's yes. not. And people are painting to be some kind of terrible person. But that's. I that's, mean, a lot of people agree with Joe West. That's there. probably half the nation. Yeah, and so I think part of the problem is too. And this is probably true with baseball players, just like it's true with people. I mean, there's there's not agreement on no. kind of kind of the seriousness of the coronavirus and and how to live your life with the coronavirus. There's there's no. not an agreement here. This is this started out in March. This started out like a blizzard, where everyone was calling for a blizzard. So we panicked at stores. We bought everything up, and then we got through it. And now we're they're still saying. A blizzard's here. A blizzard's here. We're in the middle of a blizzard. And people are starting to not take the news as serious and push that, okay, I see it's snowing, but I got to get to work. I got to do this. I can't just hide. Again, it comes back to that. We can't all financially be able to just hide and wait it out. So, yeah, you've got a lot of that with a lot of people not knowing. So there's still I, – I don't know. What do you think? I know there's still people who think the baseball season will not happen. Do you think we're going to be able to complete this season? I kind of think you, we have to complete this season in order for football to work. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot riding on this football. And I, I have a hard time envisioning football happening. Um, I do think people, Josh, I mean, there's a balance here, right? Like, go to work and do, and do your job. But also, don't, after work, go, go to happy hour inside a bar with a bunch of people. Like, I think that there's a balance here that, and I don't think everyone is, you know, doing the, is, is, is handling the balance well. Oh, I mean, there's a reason well, yes. other countries, coronavirus is, has receded much more than the United States, right? And that's because we've taken it less seriously. And because, I mean, we're just a lot bigger and we're a more, you know, uh, yeah. we, we travel yeah. more. We're a freer society and where right. we can go. Right. Now, remember, but, not – so I, I live this because I'm in Florida. And Florida might be – maybe Texas might be beating Florida, but Florida and Texas are the ones that – Phoenix right now is the highest uh, percentage no, of no, people no. dispositive. This, I meant not about coronavirus, but okay. about people who think this uh, is yes. like – not a big deal and that is is being designed to take the president down and conspiracy upon conspiracy yes like that is the state of florida right now yes now whether whatever i believe in all this i and my family wear masks everywhere when i go to someone's home i ask do you want me to wear a mask i take care i play it very safe when i go to the grocery store it's not even half the people wearing masks. Yeah, that blows so my right. mind. Yeah. There's a ton of people in this world who are not taking this serious and, it's, and instead would rather make a statement by not wearing a mask or come up with an excuse that they can't breathe through the mask like the rest of us enjoy breathing through the mask. So it is that we're in a weird spot and it makes it hard to be able to figure out what's going on and yeah. to project whether or not baseball is going to happen. Yeah, because you have individual actors who are who are different, have different beliefs, and like we literally don't know. Like, there's so many things we still don't know about the coronavirus. Whether it's because the media has misrepresented it, or whether because our president has misrepresented it, or whether it's because we just don't know. Like, there's a lot of unknowns with it too. Isn't that the crazy thing? Is that it's we all admit this is a new virus we've never seen, but the media, the president, um, uh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burke. Uh, the CDC, none of the HWO or WHO, all these people that we've been hearing from, from for three, four, five months, none of them will say we don't know or we're yeah. still learning. Yeah. Suddenly everyone has facts and the facts are coming on either sides when the truth is we don't know and no one will admit that and that makes it really hard to project anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. So we don't know, but if any sport can do it, baseball – can do it, and you're right. And it has to. It needs if to. If for other sports it, to work, it needs to. If baseball doesn't do it, we have no sports in 2020. It's over. Oh, yeah, and 2021 is very much in danger, right? Until the, until a vaccine. Yeah. Oh, everything is in danger until baseball gets off. That's how important baseball is right now to, the, to sport yeah. and to America. Yeah. So... All right, you want to get back to our, 40, our 44-man roster? So you mentioned uh, the only four outfielders, Austin Hayes, Andy Santander, yeah. uh, Dwight Smith Jr., DJ Stewart. Um, by the way, just one more note about the outfielders. What an awesome opportunity for DJ Stewart. Um, here's a guy who had an injury. I forget, was it a leg or shoulder? But he wasn't going to be ready come spring training, come the first. So I, I was like, oh, crap. Because he's a guy I really like. I, I'm rooting for for DJ Stewart. 
um, and he wasn't going to make it uh, uh, for the opening day roster because of an injury. Now all of a sudden he's healthy. There's only four outfielders. So DJ Stewart, kind of his stock has skyrocketed. This is a huge opportunity for him this year. Yes. Um, to prove that he can be one of the major league outfielders. Because I tell you what, there's a lot of good outfielders coming right behind him. Um, and so if he doesn't get it done this year, he'll go the way of Cedric Mullins. And we may never see him Who? again if he, can't, if he can't do it this year. Because right. uh, right. we have a bunch of corner outfielders uh, kind of beating down the door. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a huge year for, for DJ Stewart. Are there any uh, other um, things yeah. you noticed from the 44? Yeah, yeah. That Ryan Mountcastle was not on the 44. Yep. I think that is a huge telling factor. And what, and what does that say? That the Orioles do not trust him in the outfield. That they think he needs more time to develop. That he, they do not plan on taking him. They plan on letting him work out as like an emergency guy. In Bowie or wherever they decided. I think they decided Bowie. Did you think that Ryan Mountcastle would make the opening day roster on a normal season? Uh, normal season, no. 60-game se- 60 season, yes. But, Josh, why would that change? If he wasn't going to make opening day in a full season, why would he make opening day in a shortened season? If he wasn't ready because, at the beginning of the season, why would he be ready now? Because I think he was on the bubble for opening day. And I think that when Trey Mancini... I think without Trey Mancini, he would have made opening day because mm-hmm. he, was I, having a, he was having a decent spring from what I remember. And when you lose Trey Mancini, that takes a, lot of, that takes a big chunk of power out of your lineup. Yeah, um, I, I, I disagree. Um, I, I don't think he was going to come up anytime soon, even though he did dominate AAA with batting over 300, 24 home runs, something like six extra base hits. He had some flaws, right? And we all know these defensively. He doesn't really have position. Um, and offensively, he strikes out way too right. much. He doesn't walk enough. Um, right. and, and But how – Yeah. What's the point of this 60-game season for the Orioles? Well, that, here's the is thing, it, Josh. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Is it to let people develop? Is it to, to tank? Or is it to try to find some magic and see if in the first two weeks you can win uh, seven of 14 games and then – Keep up, but keep it up. Yeah. What are we doing this season? I'm surprised so many people don't get what we're doing. And and this is why I was not surprised at all that Ryan Mattcastle – like I didn't know about the, the – the, I, I thought there would be 60 guys initially. And so I thought he'd be on the 60. But I never right. expect him to make the opening roster. All right. All right. And, well, tell me what we're doing. Yeah. He, well, th- this is what we've been always been we, – we've always been doing. What's Michael Elias' ph- 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 philosophy? Like be – when you – Enter the majors, you are ready to go. We're not like bringing up kids. Let let the a lot of I see okay. a lot of people saying it's sixty games. But, just let the kids play. Michael Elias doesn't do that. He's saying you know you need to work on what you need to work on, and when you're major league ready, then we'll call you up. Right? You got to play but, every league, dominate every league, and then we'll call you up. How right? is Ryan? Yes, except we're talking sixty games without minor leagues. Who cares? I want to talk next week. Can we talk about minor league baseball? Maybe or the sure. I want to talk about kind of beyond this season and the coronavirus and how this 60-game season is kind of changing the outlook of baseball Fine. to move forward, like the DH and stuff. Right. And I think minor leagues is a big part of that. But there's no minor league baseball this year. But it doesn't mean, then, you send up players, young players who aren't ready to the majors. That's not what that means. It means Why? You want to tank this year, right? Do you want to win this year? Um, no, not really. Why? 
then why not let Ryan Mountcastle go into right oh. field and, and make Bonehead play after oh. Bonehead play? Oh, listen, I have, there's no doubt in my mind that Ryan right? Mountcastle will be better than DJ Stewart right now. Like, there's no doubt that Ryan Mountcastle will help us win more games than DJ Stewart. It's not about that. It's not about winning games. It's about player no, development. I, it's always been about player development. I, What's better for Ryan Mackhouse's player development? And I think Elias would argue not striking out a hundred times in sixty games okay. at the major level. So it's you're going to working the on the Jake mile Arrieta, the Jake Arietta role. If you put a guy up, bring him up before he's ready. He's going to get down on himself. I was going more with Kevin Gossman, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying. To, yeah, I guess Kevin Gossman, Dylan the, the Bundy. Yo-yo. Uh, who else do you want to bring? The entire Orioles organization. Yeah, Cedric Mullins. Yeah, Cedric Mullins. That's another good example. Um, but but yeah. So I I because mean, this has been Michael Eisen's mo all the time. It's about adding more talent to 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 the pool and developing that talent. And I don't think Ryan Mountcastle is done developing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make an appearance at all this all year. Right. All right. I guess here's where you and I maybe disagree. Do you think Ryan Mountcastle is part of the future of this team? No doubt. No doubt he is. Where? Either DH, first base, or corner outfield. <laughs> All right, so Trey Mancini and him. Same exact path. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the guy that's in the way that's going to push out for Ryan Mountcastle is Chris Davis. He's the guy standing in the way. Once you get him out of there, and I so, also think the other interesting guy who fits that same mold, DH, first base, is Renato Nunez, and I'm be curious to see. I would like to see him maybe traded or shipped out to keep, get more room for Ryan Mountcastle. I don't think Ryan Mountcastle is part of this future. Okay. I think that the way this team is being built, we can't have a guy who sucks defensively because we got too many young pitchers. We need to have good defense. Why can't he play DH? He can, but do you really want a young guy that's coming up to be your DH? Like, if he's your best hitter, wouldn't sure. you rather? I would rather see Mountcastle hit the cover off the ball this season with the Orioles and then the Orioles trade him. Okay. And say, here, you go, you go figure out a position for him. Here you go. You're in the National League. Suddenly the National League needs DH hitters. I mean, I mean there'll be a high demand for Ryan Mountcastle. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's interesting. So, and he know. is I at just, a position there's, he, uh, where the Orioles are kind of a premium. Yeah. Right. And I think if, if Chris Davis bounces back this year, if Trey Mancini comes back, if Josh, we're not don't. <laughs> if Chris Davis no. bounces back, oh, sh- shut up. Okay, fine. I'll let you say it, but I think that's so dumb. Chris Davis, his success this year, people are so obsessed with Chris Davis. I got to read tweets we every five minutes whether he strikes out or gets a home run. I'm so sick of it. He has nothing to do about our future. Okay. If you ask the average fan to name one player playing for the Orioles this year, they will say Chris Davis, and then they will they make a derisive name- laugh. And they might not be able to name another player on the field. Fine. So, of course, you're going to get tweets about Chris Davis. Chris Davis is the Joe Flacco of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, but Josh— He had a great season, was paid a buttload of money, and people can't stop talking about him. Does Chris Davis have any part in our 2023 World Series? Depends. I mean, he'd still be under contract, but— Right. He's still under contract, so it all depends on if he can turn it around. Yeah. If— if he goes back to old form, then yeah, of course you want that guy on your 2023 Orioles. You want that veteran uh, in the clubhouse. You want that guy crushing the ball. Josh. Of course that's what you want. But you sound so delusional asking for a guy to do something he hasn't even sniffed in the past four years. I think it's three years. I think it's been three years. Um, his, last, 
His last good year was 2015. I guess. I guess in 2016, a good year. 2016, he still hit a lot of a lot of. Balls. He had, he had, I got his numbers up right now. He had 30, 38 home runs. Right. But he also batted 220. Yeah, you'll take that. Okay, so that's what you're hoping for. Um. Well, I mean, this year 38 home runs would be amazing. <laughs> amazing. So yeah, if you last year he had 12 home runs. runs. Yeah. All right. We will. Before the season starts, we will bring back our Chris Davis bet because we were working all that out. Oh, I, 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 sure, I forget what that bet was at this point. I forget what it was, too. I don't think we get worked out all the details, but we will figure that out uh, because it's going to be a fun year with just 60 games uh, to figure out like what is a uh, success. Oh, and can I just clarify? I, I, I misspoke. His, he becomes a free agent in 2023. All right. Well, Chris so he's, Davis. He's, he's only on the contract for the next three years, and then he's a free agent. So, and you're telling me they're going to re-sign him at 37? Um, so no, that'll be his last season, right? He right. wants. He's going to go out on top. He's going to go out with the World Series. He's going to go out with the rings. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, the other thing about talking about young players in the roster, we have a lot of young pitchers, guys like Keegan Aiken. Um, who were on AAA last year. Guys like, um, why am I blanking on their name? Dean Kramer um, is, is another guy that's AAA that we thought maybe could have an appearance this year. Those Did guys... Can get invited up yet? Those guys aren't invited up yet. Instead, you have these veteran retreads like mm-hmm. Wade LeBlanc, Tommy Malone. Um, right. You, you mean, bring right. back... Uh, 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 um, why am I blanking on the, the Hess Express? Dave, David Hess, you, you, you're bringing oh, him I back. Do like David. I do like David Hess. Which all of this to me screams that tank. Well, well, not tank, but you're not bringing up pitchers until you think they're completely ready. So they're not going to they're not going to throw out Keegan Aiken and Dean Kramer just to see what you got. Um, they are they they are pumping the brakes on that. They're not looking at this year as kind of a let's just see what we have here. They're continuing the plan to develop them. And so um, where you ha- might have had them make appearances in like July, June, July in the season, I don't know if you see the, those young pitchers at all. I, I, instead, I think you see a bunch of veterans, both as starters and bullpen guys, um, because we're not going to rush our young players. We're, we're just not. I don't, I don't think we are. Right. I No, I agree with you. I mean, and that's... That is what the big takeaway was. Let's just wait. So I would kind of say, looking through this, it's very few. It's very tough to pick out players on this forty-four man who are going to be part of the twenty twenty-three roster. I have a handful of guys. I have a yeah. ha- handful of guys, and I'll tell you who they are right now. Who I'm most excited to watch. Who I All think right. could be a part of twenty twenty-three, but like the jury's still out. All right. Number one on that list. Tanner Scott. Right? Yeah, I found a bell. Yep, he's on my list as well. That's it. A nasty left-handed pitcher. Throws really hard, but hasn't been able to consistently put it together. This is a big year for him. Big 60 yeah, games. to see if he, if he can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one up. For a, a, the next two guys, for different reasons, Hunter Harvey. I think a big year for him. Yeah, to see. We've given up on him as a starter. Yep. Can he be closer? Yeah, this is his year to be closer material. Can right? he pitch in high leverage situations, and can he stay right. healthy? 
Yeah, either setup or closer, something like that. Yeah. Um, the other guy, Austin Hayes. Okay. People are yes. Uh, people. Some people have have, have written Austin have, Hayes as an all star. Like he, I have, for, I have forgotten about Austin Hayes. Yeah, he hasn't. He's he's had some good months in the majors. Mm-hmm. He hasn't proven that he can be an everyday outfielder. No. So this is a big year for him and the health thing too. Can you stay healthy? Yeah. No, I see him uh, very similar to Cedric Mullins. Oh no. Who, uh, Maybe, yeah, he's had more of an upside, but a guy who hasn't proven himself yet. Yeah, I mean, Austin Hayes, he sniffed the top 100 prospects. I think he even cracked okay. it one time. Right. Cedric Mullins right. never well, got I close. just want to see more from Austin in the majors. But, yeah, I agree. He, he, like Cedric Mullins, he's not proven himself, I think, to no. be. Cedric Mullins, no one. Oh, we'll have to do that. That's a discussion for future later. Has anyone had the welcome that Cedric Mullins had as us basically, like, locking him in as the center fielder and then him just disappearing yeah like has anyone experienced that since whoever took over for cal ripkin yeah the the ryan minor ryan ryan minor yeah, yeah. um so. the other guy that I'm, I'm i'm curious to watch we've had a few years with him anthony santander yes same type of thing uh exciting to watch last year yeah kind of show streaky a little bit right rule five guy we haven't really had a rule five guy actually work out yeah. So can he turn into an every day? Yeah, a lot of Ryan Flaherty fans are, are going to be hating no, on the last the comment. Al- <sighs> <laughs> I'll give you uh, I'll give you Darren O'Day. That guy worked out as a Rule Five. Um, uh, but, right. So our outfield, it, our, that outfield is exciting for us as fans to watch. Yeah, Austin Hayes, I, I, uh, Santander, and Dwight Smith. And I mentioned before, D, DJ Stewart is is this is a cool opportunity oh, yeah. for him. That's who I meant, not Dwight Stewart. I meant DJ Stewart. Not Dwight Smith. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dwight Smith is. Uh, I mean, he doesn't really do anything for me, to be honest. But no, no, he's a the guy they tried to make the face of the Orioles. I mean, yeah, he he got off to a hot start last year. Right, he's um, good at video games. Yeah, really good video game player. <laughs> um, the other guy I'm interested. There's a couple more guys. Uh, there's one other guy that I'm really interested in. I have a couple just kind of interested. Um, the other guy I'm interested in is Renato Nunez, and when I touched on him before. Because just like the corner outfielder positions with, with mm-hmm. Santander and DJ Stewart, we have kind of a lot of those type players. We have a lot of DH first base bad defensive players. I mean, Renato Nunez can play third base poorly. So he, I put him in the Ryan Mattcastle, the Trey Mancini, the Chris Davis. And he mm-hmm. might be the odd man out there. But last year, I mean, he hit over 30 dongs last year. He's shown power. So I think it's a big year for him. Right. Um. All right. Can I ask you about some other guys then? Yeah, the last two. Just throw oh, in there. More. Okay. Sorry. I, you already went past a handful. But go ahead. Throw in your next two. And these are just last two who I don't think they're that important to 2023. Right. These are your honorable mentions. Yeah. But, like, I'm curious to see if they're major league pitchers. And that's Cody Carroll and Evan Phillips. Um, okay. I think the jury's still on both of them. One's coming back from injury. Yep. So, yeah. I'm curious to see those guys pitch. Yeah. I'd say some other guys – That'll be interesting to watch. Is uh, would be um, Givens, Michael Givens, because the, all the talk was about how we'd be able to trade him, and clearly there's not going to be many trades this season. I don't think. So is that a guy? Are we? Is he a free agent after this year? Yes, yeah, one more tra- year. So we could, is this a guy that we can trade during the offseason? Yeah, but can I tell you my hot take on Michael Givens? That he's trash. 
Well, that no one's going to want him. <laughs> That's what I mean by trash, yeah. Because he reminds – I mean, he's kind of like – remember what happened with Jim Johnson? And maybe he has a little bit better stuff than Jim Johnson. But Jim Johnson was a really good closer for us. And then we ended up trading him in a final year for, I think, Richie Weeks or something. Well – Not because we yeah. even wanted Richie Weeks. Just because we wanted to get rid of his contract. Yes. And so Michael yeah. Gibbons is going to be in the final year of arbitration. So Michael Gibbons is going to be making a lot of money – for a reliever, and I don't think anyone's gonna want. I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna want to pay Michael Gibbons to right. um, that much money. So I, I don't and think they're gonna... also. This speaks to your guys, Tanner Scott and Hunter Harvey. Yeah, if they're gonna lock up that end of the end of the game, then you don't need this guy. Yeah, here's my hot take: Michael Gibbons. It's more likely that they re-sign Michael Gibbons than that he gets traded. I would be more surprised if he gets traded. Than if they re-sign him because I don't think you don't believe I, anyone wants. Him. I don't think anybody wants him, and so I think they're not going to give anything up. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Um, all right. Then uh, speaking of guys that I don't, which is why, by the way, a shame because a couple years ago they could have had a nice package for Michael Gibbons, but yes. whatever. All right. Speaking of guys that I don't understand, you mentioned Ryan Flaherty earlier about a guy that fans really like, and it's kind of on the baseball side a little tough to figure out. What's the deal with Hanser Alberto? Oh, don't how hit on Hanser Alberto. How, how does Hanser Alberto fit into this team? Oh, I love Hanser Alberto. Um, I love Hanser Alberto for a lot of reasons. My favorite thing about Hanser Alberto is I'm a guy who gets annoyed with the slow pace of play, and, and, and he, he sees one pitch, and he's swinging. Yes. And I appreciate yes. by Hanser Alberto. But you're right. It seemed like um, he hit for a really good average last year, but it seems like a lot of people were saying he kind of got lucky – you know, if you look at some of the, the sabermetric stats, he kind of got lucky with his, you know, WOBA or whatever it is. Yeah. And so you're right. That's a good one to see. Can he can he continue what he did last year? I mean, last year he had a 2.9 war. He ended up hitting over 300 for us. Um, he crushed left-handed pitching. Um, so he seems like a good, to me, he can play a couple different positions. He seems like a perfect kind of platoon left-handed at bat guy even for the 2023 world series team um, right all right all right then here's my last guy this is the guy i would like to see can he did he make a step in the offseason does he can he show that he is an everyday major league player and that would be richie martin mm. a guy who again when you talk about not bringing guys up too early i think we all agree richie martin came up and became an everyday player way too early yeah, I mean, here's another guy. We've talked about the young pitchers, Ryan Mountcastle, um, the, some of the young prospects that we have, certainly Adley Rushman, that have been hurt by no minor league system. I mean, Jose Iglesias is a guy we just signed this offseason, which seems like years ago, uh, under contract this year and option for next year. So, Josh, my question is, if Jose Iglesias is your starting shortstop, where is Richie Martin playing? And is Richie Martin yes. part of that? Like, I think the plan was for him to be an everyday AAA shortstop. But now right. without an everyday AAA to play in, I, I'm curious to see what they do with Richie Martin. Well, and this is where he might get a chance at third base, second base. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe that. he could be Which that might, everyman guy. He every... might be that answer. He might be an everyday third baseman or something. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But but you can't be a third baseman, an everyday third baseman, or a second baseman, or shortstop, unless you hit, hit more ball. than he did last yes. year. 
Yes, and you can't have the errors. I remember one game last year where he had three or four errors in one game. Yeah, yeah, like Richie so Martin. Gotta, I mean, another Rule 5 guy, right, is a guy that – Way too young to be up in, in every day. Yes, he looked like he was shortstop. over his head. Um, he was, because he was. Yeah, he's a perfect he shortstop if you're trying to tank. But if you're trying to win, right. you don't want him right. as your everyday shortstop. So I'll be curious right. to see if he even makes the the squad. Yeah. He's someone Do you want to talk a little bit about the schedule and all that? Yeah, I think you're going to run through kind of game-by-game yeah. score predictions and play, play, right. the player of the game for each game. Yeah, 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 of course. You have Chris um, Davis, player but, of the game, every time. But first, let's talk about manscaping. Oh, please. Are you pre- Matt, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Because Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Don't be the guy at the beach with a bear rug on your chest. If you gain some weight over the quarantine, at least you can do is make sure that you're hairless. So go on over to manscaped.com, use the code BIRDLAND, and save 20% and free shipping off manscaped.com. Um, do you remember the slogan for Manscapes? Yes, yes, we, it's, we were doing. Yes, it's it, the the slogan is "Dust off your bobblehead." Uh, no, but th- maybe that'll be the next one. Oh, that's sorry, that's not the slogan. Okay, that, oh, no. that, that's your slogan: "Dust off, dust off your bobbleheads." No, it's no. it's it's your your balls. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, now we have a new slogan: "Trim your chesticles with the besticles." Okay. <laughs> I knew you would like that. Okay. Manscaped.com, 20% off. We like the product. Their reads are weird and strange and not what we normally do. I talked to the guys from Manscaped.com. They said it's going well, but it sure would be nice if your listeners could do a little better. So, uh, oh, stick it. I no, mean, don't stick yeah. it. We would like our listeners I mean, to do better because yeah. we would like Manscaped Absolutely. to come on beyond July. Absolutely. We, we enjoy their partnership. Quarantine. Yeah. We want them to be supporting Section 336 when there's sports on. Yeah. So so stick it to them by going over and using the code BIRDLAND on manscaped.com. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to say stick it. I just don't take crit, crit, criticism very well. Um, okay. I want to get to – can I get to strawberry coconut? Uh, yeah. One moment. I need to step away for a moment. Okay. You ever have you ordered pizza during quarantine? Uh, one time, yes, Eastern yes, I ordered Shore. once. All right, I ordered pizza. Contactless today. delivery, yeah, yeah, yeah. I contact delivery. How about I ordered pizza at six forty-five this evening, and it just showed up now at nine thirty p.m. at night. Hmm. And it was contact delivery or whatever. He left it on the on the doormat and banged on the door, but. Do you have, two, do you have oh, tracked your hours. pizza did, where you can track it? Or is this some no, local I, joint? I did. It was Papa John's, but they don't have like a track your pizza thing like Domino's. Hmm. At least not that I know how to use. But two hours and 45 minutes. And I even made sure to give a, a big tip at the beginning so that it would get here at a decent time. Hmm. So the guy just showed up. So that's why I stepped away for a minute after the uh When you put the order, did they send an email saying estimated time of delivery? Um, 
I don't know. They should have. Saying, that's that's some a time. good question. Delivery. Because maybe there was know. a big pizza night and they told you it was going to be three hours. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't know, know if I've ever waited more than an hour for a pizza delivery. Yeah. yeah, and I just assume when I order pizza, it's going to be an hour. Yeah. Not, and Tops. I, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So my, I do not think my kids are happy about, about pizza showing up at 930 at night when they were asking me to eat at like 630. So, but whatever. Pizza's here for them. We can continue the show. I'll eat dinner after the show. Okay. Well, I hope you have to so. put strawberries with that pizza because I got a strawberry or coconut segment. <laughs> Do you want to just jump right into that? Yeah, you have or a you want to go for over me? the schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah schedule. Oh, you said you were going to talk about the schedule. All right, talk about the schedule. Well, I mean, I wasn't. A I, lot uh, of team, a lot of games with the AL East. Yeah, a lot. Well, it's all AL East and NL East. Um, do you think, for one, do you think fans will ever be back in? I mean, the game goes till the end of September. Do you think, you think when Atlanta and Tampa Bay come to town in the middle of September, you'll be able to go to a game? I do. I think you will, too. So, um, I don't know if I will, Orioles, but I think, I'll be, I think there'll be a percentage of the stadium that can be filled. Do you think that on July 27th, I'll be able to go down to Miami and watch the Orioles? No. Okay. Do you think on July 27th it's a good idea for me to go back to, down to Miami, even if they could? No. There's no way. There's no way it goes to Miami. The answer to both those questions are no. Right. Maybe in August when they're in Tampa, I'll make that drive. I have a feeling I should stay yeah. away from Miami. Tampa will be All fine. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not Tampa, right? It's St. Right. Augustine, wherever it is. What's, what's the, not St. Augustine. What's the... I'm in St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the city St. that... St. Petersburg? Yeah, St. Petersburg. Yeah, um, and there's no one there anyway, so you'd be fine. Right, right. No one goes to Tropicana. They've been quarantining for years, exactly, or uh, isolate whatever the thing is, where you give people six feet. Social distancing. Social distancing, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So obviously we're going to play the Red Sox and the Yankees. You know that the Yankees really like we got like two wins against the Yankees last year. Yeah. Do you think we're going <laughs> to? The Yankees are even better this year, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're the same. All right. Well, I, I, oh, we, oh yeah, no, no, they're better. They got Garrett Cole. Yeah, they're they're yes. Yeah. They got Garrett Cole. They're better. All right. All right. So sixty games. Uh, New York and Boston. Do you think we'll get some wins against those guys? I don't know, Judge. I just shared with you who I think is going to be starting games: Tommy Malone, Wade LaFarge, <laughs> David Hess. No, no, I don't think we're winning any games. Right. So I'm looking at this, and I'm going through sixty games, and I did mean. For next How many week, could you circle for as wins? How many John Means starts are there? I didn't do that yet. But I, I'm thinking, I was looking, Vegas has us at 20 and a half wins. Mm. And I f- think that that is an awesome number. Yeah, that's a good because number. Because I look at it and it's like, I could convince myself to go under or over. Yeah. Because I think we're going to be around that 20 game mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Asher Wojciechowski is going to have a game where he strikes out 10 Boston players and throws like a two hitter. Um, and so John Means is going to get his wins. And like the Marlins, we can beat the Marlins. Yeah, it's going to be a good so match play, against the Marlins. We play them for four games. We can probably win three of those games. Yeah, but Josh, you look at our division. Um, Rays are going to crush us. The Red Sox um, are not as good. I mean, they lost Mookie Betts, right, and David Price. They're not as good as they were last year. But, Toronto, but they're better. Toronto's better. a good young up-and-coming team. You see Toronto might be playing in Buffalo. I did not see because that. Because Canada might not let us, let, like, international travel. Oh, really? 
and that's coming to Toronto. So that's interesting. Like they haven't decided if they're allowing games in the Rogers Center, also known well, as the Sky. Well, they play yeah. at the Bill Stadium. I don't know. Is the Bill Stadium a baseball field? All right, can you convert it? I mean, there's football stadiums that have been no, converted to baseball no, stadiums. Had, no, there hasn't been. Sure. There, name one. What it wasn't um, San Francisco? Did, did, didn't that seem for a long time no. be at both football and baseball? Or am I making that up? Uh, I no. Yes, you can build a stadium to do both. But any modern stadium is not built to handle both. Like Memorial Stadium handled both, RFK handled both, the yeah, Coliseum yeah. handled both. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but that's not. But M and T Bank Stadium could not hold a baseball team. Mm. I don't think. Can can they just move some walls around? I don't think it works that way. Right. But I don't know. I'm not that smart. I don't know where the Blue Jays would. I play. guess. I mean, I guess if there's not fans, you could play a lot of places. And I any college I think, uh, baseball. And I stadium. think that's what baseball should do. I think they should – if you're playing without fans, don't play at Camden Yards. Play up in Aberdeen. Let's have some fun. Do, do a tour fun. of Little League Parks and play in Little League Parks. Chris Davis would love that. <laughs> play in our softball fields we play in so, where some of the right. grass is like uh, you know two feet high grass and there's and rocks all over the infield. Rocks. Yeah, rocks when you try to make a play in the infield. Yeah, any ball will bounce who knows where. Uh, I do miss playing softball this year. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I was just looking over the schedule, and that was my big takeaway is, oh, man, the AL East is really good, but so is the NL East. And I think – Yeah, the NL East is good too. I think the Braves are going to be really fun to watch this year. Yeah, I think the, – Especially with the, the especially with the Nats having some guys opt out. Yeah, I mean, the Mets, I think, are going to be really good too. Uh, I think the Mets are yeah. built to win this year as well. The the Blue Jays are are kind of a little ahead of Orioles on the rebuild. Yep, yep. They seem like two so, years ahead of us. It's going to be uh, Orioles and Marlins at the bottom, and who knows, who knows who will be above. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It will be, and we can't. Yeah, there's. We have. I mean, if we're playing with the central teams, it could be a little bit easier. But. Yeah. Right. All right. Strawberries versus coconuts. That's not the strawberry or coconut, but that's the button I've got today. All right, I'll I'll, I'll take it. Um, you allow it? Yeah, I'll allow it. Let's let's start with this one. Um, this tweet came out um, on July third, five days ago, and it says Packers running back Aaron Jones brought his PS4 to the hospital to pass time while his girlfriend was in labor. Josh, uh, your girlfriend's your partner's having a baby. Is it a coconut move or strawberry move? To bring video games to the hospital while she's in labor. Oh, I got thoughts. We've been through this. We've both been at the hospital yeah. waiting through labor. You've been more than me. How about, all right. So here's what I'm going to say. This guy is both. It is a coconut move to bring your video game system to play while your spouse is in labor. Sometimes totally it takes a while. Because it sucks and it could take a while. But it's a strawberry move that it's his girlfriend and not his wife. Hmm. So that's what I got to say. So about you that. think he should propose before he starts playing video games? No, I think he should propose before he impregnates his girlfriend. Ah, uh, so it's a strawberry move so, to impregnate girlfriends a, before marriage. Yeah, I'm I got going you. With the strawberry move to impregnate someone before you're married to them. Um, how, how do you think Mandy would feel about you playing video games I while she was going to labor? Would, I think she would not care. If it's Fortnite, she'd want to play. Okay, what about let, let's paint the reverse scenario? Okay. Like you are having a, a baby, a, 
Yeah. Or like you're just passing a kidney stone, which I've heard is equivalent to having. Have you ever passed uh-huh. kidney stone? Uh, I had a kidney stone a couple months ago. Yeah, pretty painful, right? Yeah, yeah. I wish I gave birth to a baby instead. Yeah, exactly. You should talk. Yeah. I mean, we should have the Zany Bert Rody on for discussion about kidney stones. <laughs> right, he right. said more than he's an expert. Yeah, but yeah, twins. But can you imagine, you know, being in that that much pain? And the equivalent, I guess, for you, Mandy, playing Fortnite. For me, Emily doesn't play video games. So Emily probably watching, like, watching Real uh-huh. Housewives of Orange right. County. And how would but I feel one... about Emily over there watching Real Housewives of Orange, yeah. Orange County? While how would you feel? I, I would. I would be mad. I would not like it. No, I would. I wouldn't. I'd be okay. happy that Mandy was there because I think there's a better chance she'd be at home. Okay. No, I would want Emily so. um, helping me because I'd be a little baby and I want her to tend to my every need. Right. I think. But I think women are stronger and don't need men. And at that many times, at that moment, the man is just annoying the wife hmm. or the or the pregnant girlfriend. So I think it's a uh, coconut move to take the video game in. Okay, I think it's so, a stronger. Uh, I mean, especially Josh. Now restrictions. There probably can only be no, one no. person there for the birth. So it's not like the mom, the sister, everyone else is there. Like he's probably the only guy there too because the restrictions. I'm kind of surprised because of the restrictions that he can even be there. With with a video um, game? <laughs> well, no, just regardless. Yeah, I think you can have one person. A, I think it's a coconut move that he brought his PS4 and a TV and all in. A strawberry move would be to be playing uh, Candy Crush on his phone. Oh, games go, yeah, I mean, going on. I mean, that's true. How many men just sit there and play Candy Crush during the birth as opposed well, to an right. actual video game? Right. That's a fair or point. Just flip, flip, flip through uh, TikTok videos and uh, tell the Chinese everything going on in your life. Yeah, try to hit, hit up girls on, on Instagram, slide into their DMs right. while you're... Right, he was not on Tinder <laughs> yeah. while this was going on. It, it could be so worse. I, yeah, we got to give it to him. All right, next one. Right. Redskins, changing their name. Oh. Coconut or strawberry move. I'm going to get you in trouble here, Josh. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I think it is a... I am going to go with a strawberry move. I think doing – if they would have done this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago – we've been talking about this our whole life. Yes. If they would have done this 10, 15 years ago, coconut move. The fact that they're waiting until now – and it's pressure from everyone else and it's social media and stuff that they're now – Oh, and and it's Nike and money. Yeah. Yeah. And FedEx and stuff, yeah. The fact that it's all that that they're responding to is strawberry because it's not about what they truly believe. It's about money. Yeah. And, it, and it's about someone got in Dan Snyder's ear and said, hey, Nike's dropping all this stuff and not selling Redskins. But if we change our name, think of all the new merch that everyone in D.C. has to buy. Yeah. So I think at this moment it's a strawberry move. Um, if I was a fan, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Because we have friends like this. I haven't reached out to any of them. But we've got friends who are Redskin fans. Yes. And if I spent my entire life cheering as a Redskin fan, I would be annoyed at a name change. Because I would have either 15 years ago decided I don't like that name and I'm not going to use that I'm going to say the Washington football team, which some people have done. Yeah. yeah. Or... I have already decided that I never heard that you word used in a negative as a negative racial slur. I've just heard people say that it's a negative racial slur, but never have seen it 
heard that way and not sure if it ever was truly used as a racial slur. So I would be annoyed that this cancel culture is taking down my team that I rooted for with my dad and grew up and it's just part of my life. Um, because at that point I got to think beyond like the team name and it being Redskins and think what if the Orioles suddenly changed their name? That would really sting. All right. Fine. What? Did, <laughs> you didn't get me in trouble with <laughs> No, I think it's a fair response. What are your thoughts? I think it's a fair response. I don't really have any thoughts on it. I don't really care. Um, I'm glad yeah, I mean, that Washington's going through some kind of co- controversy. I like if I cared, if I was a like the owner, certainly Dan Snyder, I would I would do some research and look into like the ramifications and, of the name. But I don't care fair, enough to look into it. To be fair, that's what Snyder did, whatever ten years ago. Yeah, and I think if you ask Dan and, Snyder, he would say he honestly believes yes, that it's not racist, it's not. and he right. I think he would go further and say that like he honestly thinks. It's kind of a well, homage a or respect ago, towards yeah. the Native American community. Ten years ago, he did a press conference and he brought out like a bunch of Native Americans yes. to come out and say, no, we're not offended by that. Yes. So are you asking me, is Dan Snyder a racist for having that name? I would say no. Like he sincerely no. believes like he, the name right. isn't racist. And so now yes. it's just like a perception issue. And and, I, and that's why I'm going strawberry because it got sucked into this cancel, cancel culture, which I don't personally believe is good for society yeah I, I i think it warrants a discussion um yeah but of course yeah but a discussion it feels it feels like with all of these things we're not having discussions we're attacking we're having we're, we're labeling people yeah on one side we're of the labeling, other you're a racist yeah. because you called your team the redskins right and I think, or you're a racist because you cheer for the redskins when it's wait no Let's, let's talk about this. Yeah, and here's where it gets tricky for me, you, too. You can't teach. You can't learn if you don't have a discussion. Right. Like, Dan Snyder could, like, take all this information and say, oh, I, I'm realizing now, like, 90% of people are against me. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of this and has a change of heart. But he can't, at this point, have a change of heart. Either he's a strawberry and he gives in to pressure or he's kind of an old curmudgeon racist who refuses to give in. So I feel like also like people don't have the opportunity to grow and change. No. It's like the whole Drew Brees a, thing. I got in a fight with dad about the Drew Brees thing. Like I think Drew Brees had a change of heart. And my dad just thinks he gave in to backlash in social media. I believe he gave in to backlash. In and, see, and I believe I he listened to his teammates no. and had a change of heart. But I it's think, impossible to know this. I think both. I think, I think he gave in with posting – Stuff on. I think going out and doing a uh, apology tour was uh, what he had to do. But I think he can behind the scenes have a change of heart. So I think it's a mixture of both. I think this happens all the time. Where like I say something stupid, and then someone call, calls me out on it, and I get defensive. Then later I think about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, crap! I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And like I think that happens all the time. Of course, but but now but in society we say something to. once, and and you're crushed it forever, and like there's no redemption and, from it. And the person who attacks you has no chance to learn because it's always it's a barrage, barrage from one side when maybe there should be a discussion. Right, and that lack of discussion is strawberryish, and that's what right. social well, media like, produces this strawberryish yeah. behavior. Well, it's like it's like the statues. 
Yes. I think, I think let's go ahead and get rid of Confederate statues. It makes a lot of sense to get rid of them. But that doesn't mean in the middle of the night with pitchforks we rip them down. Well, I've been watching. There's a, right in my neck of the woods in Easton, right, right the town next to me. Yeah. They, they have a Confederate statue. And there's been a fascinating it's, – it's from the Talbot boys, right? Soldiers from Talbot. And there's supposed to be uh-huh. a Union one and a Confederate one, but the Union one never raised enough money, so there's just a Confederate one. And there's – and I watched the freaking three-hour um, town council meeting or whatever where they're debating right. it. And there's just – and, like, they brought in historians and they brought in, like, people called in with their opinions. And it was just really great discussion of both sides of it. And in the end, they decided to re- remove it. And this is how it should be for every statue, right? Yeah. Have a robust yes. discussion about it. And then in the end, come to, to, come to an agreement on what to do about it. Right. In Baltimore, they took down the Columbus statue, which I, I'm fine with that. I mean, whatever. I don't really – for Columbus, I don't really have a side. I don't care. Right. But I still don't think tearing it down in the middle of the night and tossing it in the harbor is the right way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's you, should, you should still respect the process of it. Right, and because, have the discussion because that's where people learn and grow. And it's also, it's also like you're tearing down a statue because of a guy who did things the wrong way and took property that didn't belong to him and this and this and this. But you're doing the exact same thing, right? At a statue, so it's it's weird. And you're right, discussion and having and, a discussion would bring those things out. Like here's why yeah. we want to take down the Columbus statue, and you can make right. a strong argument that the Columbus statue should come down. But like. Have that. No, have the way that you debate. go about it, there, and the way you go about it without a debate just makes things more divisive. It does, and and that's what we talked about our first week that we covered all the uh, Black Lives Matters protests and everything was society is missing a discussion point. Yeah, and we're all stressed out because of coronavirus, and it has made things worse. Yeah, we're stressed out and we're unemployed, so we take to the streets. Um, but but not us. We're we're employed. So. I was going to say, I have, I've been working all day, every um, day. Oh, here's, here's, my, here's my next one. Uh, oh, you got three of them. All right. I got four. All right, good, good, because that was going to be a uh, tough line to go out on. Um, wanting to have baseball, the baseball season back in the middle of a pandemic. Is that strawberry coconut? Wouldn't have a baseball season in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, it's, it's totally a coconut move. Okay. Strawberry move is hide in from the coronavirus because you're scared of it. Coconut move is let's get on, let's get life moving again. Uh, let's get out there. We all know that after 9-11, baseball brought America back together again. Right now, America is more divisive than ever. We need something that can bring us together. Sports does that. When you go to Camden Yards, when you're cheering on the Orioles, it doesn't matter if you're for Trump or Biden, if you're next to each other. The color of your skin doesn't matter. We're all cheering for one thing. That's how America should be as a whole, and we need sports to help us get back to that. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh, and I think it would be easy to cancel the season. That's a strawberry move. It's harder to put in the safety precautions, to work on all the testing stuff, and actually you know, take all the steps to actually play the game because it's not easy in the midst of all this, and it does. I think it, it, it brings the nation together. Last one, Nick Markakis. Coconut or <laughs> strawberry? Funny. I was um, strawberry. Okay, but but when we talked about strawberry, because it's easy for him to step back. It's not. It doesn't take balls to step back and and to not play for the season. He's he got screwed by this sixty game season because he was on pace. 
to have a shot at 3,000. Oh, that's, that's another interesting discussion. He had a long so, shot, but now he has like a zero he shot. He had a long shot, yeah. but now with you take out 100 games and he's got pretty much a zero shot. Yeah. So that hurts him as a guy who's been a everyday player for a long time. And I can understand him, who is a guy who, let's be honest, is close to retirement of just saying, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with these precautions. I don't have to. So, but it's a strawberry move because the Atlanta Braves have a really good chance this year to make it to the World Series. All right, Josh, but the other side of this, and you talked about you, you, uh, you knocked the, the, the girlfriend getting knocked up. That, I mean, clearly, Josh, family values is important to you. Here's Nick Marcakis choosing family over sports. Isn't that kind of a coconut thing? No, I think using your family as an excuse <laughs> is a strong way. <laughs> All right. Because you have the entire offseason to deal with your family. You are not in a high-risk uh, category. You're, if you have little kids, they're not in a high-risk category. You're just opting out uh, because you don't want to deal with this season. I know. I find, Josh, and you can say that all you want, but we talked about it before. There's a lot of unknowns and inconsistency with the news, and so mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. – it's, So let's go into the unknown. Yeah, so you could understand players not wanting to go into the unknown. Like, why take the risk of going into the unknown? Right, right. But all right, um, yeah, I'm with you though, Strawberry. <laughs> now, now I thought you were. Was that your last? That's one? That's my last one. That's it. Is there all one right, I, I missed? One I might have missed one. I got, I got one. There's a lot of stuff in the news recently. Yeah, yeah. Mike Trout says he still isn't sure if he's playing. Mike Trout's wife is due to have their first kid in a few weeks. If Mike Trout takes decides not to play this year, strawberry or coconut? Oh, now you're going to what if? Because right now Mike Trout is playing, right? Yeah. yeah. He's showing up, but he says he's not sure. Um, uh, no, no. I think, I think Mike Trout is not, is not a uh, – Mike Trout is a coconut. I, I'm with you. If you want to take off and, and not play the 60 games because your wife is having their first kid – I think that's totally understandable also, because that immediately puts your wife and your kid into a high risk category. Yeah, and when you're the greatest player, you're the greatest player in the game. Um, it sucks for the game, but I understand it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to put also the Patrick Mahomes billion dollar fifty year contract into a coconut or strawberry <laughs> question, but I couldn't figure out how to word it. Nah, that's. I mean, come on, anyone who makes a billion dollars playing a little boy's sport. Yeah, I guess it's is, is a coconut. Are the Chiefs strawberries coconuts for giving him that contract maybe? I don't know. To be determined. Yeah. And, and what does that mean for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Yep. But thankfully, we don't have to answer that question for another few years. Right. Let's, let's, get, to, let's get to Super Bowl this year. Before we can have that, well, and it's a, it's a fact that there's a lot of Super Bowls are won with quarterbacks on rookie contracts. Because once you yep. pay the quarterback, it's hard to pay everybody else. Right, right. That's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs can put the team around them with that type of salary. Yeah, but we got baseball coming up, Josh. A couple more weeks. Be here before you Can't know wait. it. End of the month. Absolutely. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. Write us a review on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Leave us five stars. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us yep. on Twitter. Uh, hey, are we moving? Are we moving back to Monday nights next week. Yeah, as we get ready for sure, baseball we can go back to Monday nights. 
I know we tried it this week. We had a lot of trouble this week from recording. You lost power, what, 10 seconds before we were ready to record? At about 7.45, 7.50, my power went out and didn't come back on till close to 11. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was right when you texted me asking if I was ready to record. Yeah, and then the power went out. So, yep. But yeah, I think we'll go back to Mondays. So look forward to that. For updates, of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. And you can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It They take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.